Hello, everyone. I hope you've been wonderful. Welcome to today's show. Today, we'll talk about the largest collection of cave paintings ever found. These cave paintings were found in the Amazon rainforest in Colombia a couple of months ago. We'll also talk about my move to Da Nang. I moved to a new city, by the way, which was quite an adventure. Also, we'll look at some of the countries that you listeners are from. Whose country listens to this podcast the most? I've got the statistics. Also, I'd like to share with you a positive thinking exercise to do every morning, which I believe is the most powerful and transformational of all the positive thinking techniques I've experienced. That's simple, of course, simple and very easy to do. And, you know, I've tried a few here and there. Welcome, welcome. Please subscribe to this podcast on your app and share it with your friends if you can. This helps the channel grow and so more people can hear about us and can learn from these lessons. Also, please join the Facebook page, Simple English Listening, where you can find all our videos and podcasts. By the way, I'm in Da Nang now. Does anyone out there live in Da Nang? Show me around, eh? I've just arrived and I'm excited and psyched. Psyched is slang for very excited and ready. Psyched is short for psyched up. Psyched and psyched up both mean excited and ready to do something. I'm psyched up to be in Da Nang and to live here for a while. And I'm psyched up to meet people and go out and see the city. The word psyched is related to psycho or psychopath. But here it means to be very excited to do something in the future. Say it with me. Psyched up. I am psyched up. Now tell me something you're psyched up about. Say, I'm psyched up about blah, 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 blah. I'm psyched up to be in Da Nang, which is one of my favorite cities in the whole wide world. It's the third biggest city in Vietnam. It's on the coast, on a beach. I moved here last week from Hanoi. I put all my things into a moving van and they drove my things here while I took a plane. It's about an hour and 20 minutes by flight to get here from Hanoi. I know lots of you guys out there, you're from Vietnam. Actually, you want to know where you listeners are mostly from? Most listeners of this podcast are from Brazil, actually, 9%. But also Turkey, 9% of all listeners are from there too. Next, we have Iran. Hello, Iran. So nice to be able to speak with you here, because obviously, well, I'm not allowed to on YouTube, unfortunately, unless you have a VPN, so I hear. In fourth place, we have Vietnam. Both these countries have 7% of the listeners each. The next two countries are the USA, because they need to learn to speak English properly. Only joking. Probably because so many people there, well, English is their second language, right? There are many native Spanish speakers there, especially. So, hola, como estas? The USA. Equal, equal to the amount of American listeners is magnificent and beautiful Indonesia. 
Anyways, if you're from Da Nang, feel free to get in touch and message me on the Facebook page, Simple English Listening. I'd absolutely love to meet any listeners and experience your city through your eyes. Okay, let's talk about cave paintings. I'm going to present this section with my AI co-host, Chloe, to make it more conversational for you. Hey, Chloe, how are you today? Good? Yes, I'm great. And you? Yeah, I'm fine. So what's that interesting story we found in the news? The one about the rock paintings in Colombia. There are thousands of prehistoric paintings, you know, that are thousands of years old around the world. But what makes this one so special? Well, they recently found the largest collection of prehistoric rock art by far. This was in the Amazon rainforest in South America. Prehistoric. Prehistoric means before recorded history, before cities and civilizations, before any written records were kept. So this prehistoric art that was drawn on rocks. Well, tell us more about it. This prehistoric art is from 12,500 years ago. They found tens of thousands of paintings of animals and humans. And the rock that is painted stretches nearly eight miles long. What's super interesting about it is what they have drawn. You can see drawings of many animals that are now extinct and have been dead for many thousands of years. Oh, wow. Yeah, cool. Can you share any examples with us? One is the mastodon, which is a prehistoric relative of the elephant. It looks half elephant, half mammoth. This animal has been extinct for at least 12,000 years, as far as we know. There are also pictures of giant sloths, Ice Age horses and paleolamas, which are related to llamas. The paintings are so old, that this part of the world wasn't a rainforest back then, but more of a dry savanna. And these animals were all seen and painted by us, tens of thousands of years ago in a very different world. Yes, they were painted by some of the very first humans to ever reach the Amazon rainforest. These paintings give us a small glimpse, a small insight into the everyday lives of these people and of a lost civilization. There are so many paintings actually, that it will take many years to study. It will take generations to study all of them as there are tens of thousands of these paintings. The sight of these paintings is so new that they haven't even given it a name yet. I heard they call it the Sistine Chapel of the Ancient World. The Sistine Chapel is, of course, the great hall in the Vatican City in Italy, covered in, in hundreds of paintings by such artists as Michelangelo. Also, I heard they found many human handprints as, as part of the art. It must be quite difficult to find, right? If they've only just found it now, I mean, well, where is it? Yes, the area is so remote that you have to drive two hours out of San Jose del Guaviar and then walk through the jungle for four hours. And in that part of the jungle, there are many alligators and snakes. The most dangerous snake in all of the Americas lives there too. It is called the Bushmaster. If it bites you, 
There is an 80% mortality rate, so there's an 80% chance you'll die. Hmm. And I heard the team saw one of these snakes on the way back. If they had been bitten, bitten, I mean, they would have never gotten back to a hospital in time to be saved. How adventurous. As well as pictures of all kinds of animals, such as fish, lizards, birds, etc. There are also images of people. People dancing, holding hands, and wearing masks of different animals. The leader of the British Columbian team's name is Jose Iriarte. He says this of the discovery, taken from the Guardian newspaper. When you're there, your emotions flow. We're talking about several tens of thousands of paintings. It's going to take generations to record them. Every turn you do, it's a new wall of paintings. We started seeing animals that are now extinct. The pictures are so natural and so well made that we have few doubts that you're looking at a horse, for example. The Ice Age horse had a wild, heavy face. It's so detailed, we can even see the horse, hair. It's fascinating. Because of recent civil war in Colombia, the area these paintings were discovered in were off-limits. People were not allowed to go there. It was not possible for people to visit them. Because, they were too dangerous. Now, the areas can be visited. Archaeologists are tremendously excited at the possibility of finding many more rock paintings. Many of the paintings are extremely high, and you need a drone to see them all. How did these ancient people even get that high? Some of the paintings show wooden structures that were built so artists could get extremely high up and then they would bungee jump off of them to get down. Well, that's what we can see in some of the paintings. For what purpose did they make these paintings? Why? What do they mean? That's a very important question. There is a chance that one reason these paintings were made was for spiritual reasons. Some of the paintings are of large animals, maybe being worshipped by people. In the pictures you can see people raising their arms and bowing around them. The images also include various plants and hallucinogenic plants. Hallucinogenic plants. Hallucinogenic are plants that if you eat, you have a, a mind-altering experience. Uh, helping people to see things differently, to see colors and shapes, and uh, interpret their own thoughts and think differently. All of these are illegal now, right? Maybe because society doesn't want us to think differently. Anyway, in the images, uh, in the paintings, we can see spiritual experiences such as animals and plants having souls that communicate with humans. So it seems that in these paintings, all of nature has a spirit and humans are part of nature. Whereas nowadays, it seems many cultures, you know, modern society sees humans as separate from nature, above and better than nature. Humans exclusively have souls, but nature does not. Right? That's what people think nowadays. Maybe that's one reason why many Ancient Aboriginal peoples had such a, such a high respect for the natural world. 
I remember reading a book by a, a Native American medicine man who describes the, his, the animals and the thunder and the wind as his brothers, as equal to mankind. I mean, maybe that's one reason we don't care anymore, right? You used to see people trashing the planet, covering it in plastic and chemicals. They just don't see it as you know, something to, to respect in the same way as maybe people used to. Back then, there was a, a fascination with animals and wildlife. All animals were wild back then. It's difficult for us to imagine it today, but back then the world was full of animals, of big, wild animals. We call them megafauna. Megafauna are giant, ancient animals. Even the, the, the ones that ate plants were dangerous to humans because of their, their big size. All animals were wild back then because this is a time before farming, before domesticating animals. For the people, for the people back then, there was a great drama between the different animals and elements of nature. Well, I guess there was no TV, <laughs> right? Also, maybe these paintings were a way for prehistoric humans to record history and their lifestyle at the time for future peoples like us to see. Or maybe they were lessons for their people, like it was maybe their kind of, uh, like a, a Bible kind of thing, you know, like some kind of religious scripture. Uh, I mean, they could be all of these and more, we don't know, it's still mysterious. I'd love to see these paintings in real life. Perhaps seeing these images in real life would help us experience something quite raw and earthy, a connection to a more kind of long-lasting, like deeply natural part of our humanity. Anyway, thank you, Chloe. Now I'll put you back in your box. Please let me live for just one more minute. Everyone say goodbye. Okay, next I'd like to talk about a positive thinking idea. It's very quick and easy and simple and, I mean, anyone, no matter what, you know, culture or, or anything, wherever you're from, something that, that can, you know, can be used by everyone. And in my own life, I found it to be transformational and positive. Basically, it's simply to remember to be grateful, to be thankful for the things in your life and that happen in your life. Grateful means thankful, grateful, thankful. I mean, many people have written about this, you know, and it's also, of course, a key part of prayer and meditation for many people. To consciously think, to be grateful, to be thankful, helps us highlight and bring attention to the things we appreciate in our lives, and then helps us move towards creating more of those things. Also, it's a humbling experience. One way that Oprah Winfrey does it is uh, Oprah Winfrey is the biggest talk show host ever. Well, American talk show host. Anyway, she writes down five things she's grateful for every day. And she, she focuses on the small things. Of course, we're all grateful for our families and the people we love around us, the food on the table and the roof over our heads. 
And it's important to always remember these things too, of course. But Oprah Winfrey, she writes down five of the small things that she's grateful for every day to help her find joy and happiness in the small and simple things in life. An example of her list, this is one of her lists from 1996. Okay, one, a run around Florida's Fisher Island with a slight wind that kept me cool. Two, eating cold melon on a bench in the sun. Three, a long and hilarious chat with Gail about her blind date with Mr. Potato Head. Four, sorbet in a cone, so sweet that I literally licked my finger. Five, Maya calling me to read me a new poem. Actually, inter- interestingly, so she is, she, she was the richest woman in the world, like in the 90s, like extreme wealth, a huge celebrity. But all these things are things that anyone can do, right? These simple everyday things. But yeah, that's what she found to, to you know, was important for her to be grateful for. So, I mean, for me, every morning for the last 10 days and before that, here and there, I remember five things that I am grateful for. And they may be small things like Oprah Winfrey or also bigger things, right? You know, family and this and that. And it's a really beautiful way to start the day. It puts me in a, a positive and productive mood mentally. You know, a person might wake up angry and tired and thinking, why? No, another day. Just that remembering five things a day to be thankful for. It steers you in a a better direction. And it's very easy to do. It doesn't take long. That's the great thing about it. It takes like, you know, whatever. One minute, two minutes, five minutes, not long. So I just thought I'd share that with you. A little something that's, you know, added to my life recently. Which is uh, every morning remembering, you know, the things I'm grateful for, big or small, well, whatever. It's up to you how you do it, if you want to do it. So next week, next week, we have a very special guest. This is a man who's quite funny, but a man who has lived in nine different countries and he speaks five different languages, five different languages. Can you believe it? We will learn about his fascinating life story. Also, after next week's podcast, we will try a new release schedule. Now we will do one video podcast every second week. So you'll have one podcast, which will be on Spotify, etc., but also be on YouTube as a video every second week. I want to start making videos more so I can improve at making them. And also, the videos are much easier to share on Facebook and YouTube. I think this will help the channel grow more to reach new audiences because more people, you know, well, they watch videos on, on Facebook and YouTube than listen to podcasts. Actually, like just podcasts. Actually, most people today still have never listened to a podcast before around the world. Anyway, so there'll be both. There'll be video podcasts that'll be released on YouTube and also as a podcast on Spotify. The same audio. Okay, right, guys. Lots of love. Have an amazing weekend. And I'll see you guys later. Yeah? Take care. All the best. Lots of love.